Welcome to another inspiring message from David Hall, pastor of LifePoint Church, Adelaide, Australia. It's our sincere prayer that you would experience the presence and power of the Holy Spirit as you listen to this message. For more information, please visit davidhall.com.au. If you're watching with us uh, and you have a Bible, uh, let's turn together, please, the book of Matthew 24. And I I, want to preach a little bit, really two messages in one, and let you know that nothing that's happening right now is a surprise to God. This, this hasn't caught him by surprise. And, and God is on the throne and God is in control. And I want to have a look at what the Bible says about what's coming and, and, and what's going to take place at the, at the end of time. It says this in Matthew 24 and verse 6. It says, And you'll hear of wars and rumours of wars. See that you're not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Isn't that amazing? See that you're not troubled. There are wars, there's rumours of wars, there's famines, there's pestilences. I don't have time to talk uh, fully about the context of this or who, uh, who Jesus is talking to. He's talking to the Jewish people, not those who are born again. And so the good promises in this are even more abundant to us as those who are in Christ, who've accepted Jesus. He's even saying to those people that that haven't accepted Christ, but those he came to to save and hadn't yet accepted him, he says to them, see that you're not troubled. How much more should we not be troubled, those who are in Christ Jesus and born again? He goes on to say, he who endures to the the end, in verse 13, will be saved. And this gospel, somebody say this gospel. This gospel will be preached In all the world as a witness to all nations, then the end will come. See that you're not troubled. Are you troubled? I think some people are, some people aren't. It's pretty crazy times. But I believe God's speaking to us today about being a people who are not troubled, who trust God. We're living in crazy days. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my 38 years on planet Earth. But God knew about it before time. He said there'll be wars and rumours of wars. He said there'll be famines and pestilences. And you know, Psalm 91 talks about those same pestilences. He says, He that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'll say the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. He says, Though a thousand may fall at my side, ten thousand at my right hand, it will not come nigh unto me. No plague will come to my dwelling. He gives His angels charge over me. He goes on to say, pestilences. He, He talks about them. He says, No plague will come to my dwelling. I want to tell you today, you're in a good place right now. You're in the safest place in the world. You're under the shadow of his wings. And those here, those at home, I want to encourage you, don't be troubled. This is what the Bible says. It says, don't be troubled. He says, this gospel. What gospel is it? I think about this gospel, the gospel that Jesus preached. Well, firstly, it's a gospel of salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. You may not be walking with Jesus right now and you've got no hope. You don't know where things are at. I want to encourage you, call upon him in this time because this is a saving gospel. You can reach out to Jesus and it's amazing what God can do. God will turn things around by the power of God. Not only is it a saving gospel, it's a healing gospel. He healed Bartimaeus. He healed Peter's mother-in-law. He healed, he, he, he raised Jairus' daughter, pulled Lazarus out of the tomb, healed a woman with issue of blood. He walked on water. He, he did supernatural things. I, I love that Jesus right now, I don't know how Jesus' ministry would stay afloat during the coronavirus. 
because social distancing would mean a lot of what he was doing he wouldn't be able to do anymore. Uh, he wouldn't be able to touch people. The multitudes would not be able to press him. They'd have to leave uh, 1.5 metres all the way around him. He certainly wouldn't be able to spit in dirt and make mud and stick it on people's eyes right now. He wouldn't be able to do that. He wouldn't be able to lay hands on Peter's mother-in-law who had a fever because if you've got a fever, she should have been isolated. How irresponsible of her. Uh, let me tell you, if Jesus touched someone with coronavirus, the coronavirus wouldn't get on Jesus. The power of Jesus would get on that virus. And I want to remind you that we have a few weapons up our sleeve. We have the Word of God. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the blood of Jesus. I want to tell you, no plagues coming to my dwelling. There's angels on a summit. I've got angels in the front yard, in the backyard saying, do not cross over. They're not even welcome on my street in the name of Jesus. They're not welcome in my... I don't even want them in Adelaide. I want this coronavirus to be broken by the power of God. Not only is it a gospel of healing, it's a gospel of deliverance. He set people free. He cast out demons. He cast out... Uh, hundreds of demons out of, uh, out of the demoniac and, and, and they, they, they said, can we go into the pigs? And he, he bankrupted a farm to set people free. He went to the temple, he delivered people. He cast seven demons out of Mary Magdalene. He, he was in the ministry of getting people loose of demonic things. This thing is a demonic thing. Church, are you with me this morning? At home, this is a demonic thing. Let's come against it. Run to it in the name of Jesus. No, I mean, keep isolated, but run... <laughs> Metaphorically, spiritually, run to it. I just want to, for legal reasons, don't actually. Uh, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> we break the power of this thing. It's not coming to my house. It's not coming to my home. It's not touching my children. It's not touching my wife or my parents. It's not touching anybody in my world. Why? Because greater is He that's in me than he that's in the world. We've got to take dominion over this thing. It's not just a gospel of miracles. It's a gospel of deliverance and it's a gospel of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, it's better that I go because I'm going to send a comforter. I'm sending the Holy Spirit and he'll be with you. It's better that I go so the advocate can come, so the paraclete can come, the one who comes alongside and helps. It's a gospel of the Holy Spirit. And not only that, it's a gospel. We read here, the end's coming, but we also know Jesus is coming back. Thessalonians, I'll give you a scripture. Let's talk about this. Jesus, the soon coming King. First Thessalonians, man, I'm so glad we're having church today. Oh, man, you, you, you're, gonna have to, you're gonna have to hold me down to stop preaching. I'm gonna preach my way through this, whether I'm preaching to the cat, whether I'm preaching to the dog. I didn't even have a dog. I need to buy a dog so I can preach to the dog. First Thessalonians chapter four. It's what the Bible says. So the world's going to go mental. Everything's going to go bad. You say, thank you for your encouragement today, Pastor David. It's my pleasure because I want to encourage you with this. Have a look in, verse, uh, in, in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow of others who have, as others who have no hope. For if we believe Jesus died and rose again, even God will bring with Him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord Himself, somebody say the Lord Himself. It's not an angel. It's not a religious figure. This is Jesus Christ Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with Him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Listen, it says in verse 13. Listen, I don't know why I said it like that. Listen, uh, listen, listen. Therefore, 
comfort one another with these words. Okay, I'm freaked out. Everything's going wrong. I can't buy toilet paper. I'm having to improvise. I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. In Matthew 24, he says, see that you're not troubled. In Thessalonians, he says, comfort one another with these words. These times should be a time of comfort because the greatest move of God we've ever seen is going to... There's never been a better hour for the church. The church has had to break out and pray and believe God. I don't think more pastors have prayed in the last week than in the collective last five years. We've been praying more. We wake up. I think church people are praying. We're, we're confessing the word. Faith is rising. And so what do we do? Jesus is coming back. There's going to be a rapture of the church. I don't have time to get into all of it because I've got four points and I have to get them all out today. And so I want you to get these in your spirit. Write these down. These are your four instructions for these times. How to live in this end time season. I want to give you four things and we'll move quick. Number one, do not fear. Somebody say, do not fear. See, they're not troubled. Comfort one another with these words. I want to encourage you to know that in these times, the Bible talks about all kinds of things happening, but there's been a way of escape made. And it's made by the blood of Jesus. The Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, what happened? His family escaped. As it was in the days of Noah, his family escaped. Rahab, the red cord of redemption, the spies were, were delivered from persecution and death. Why is that? Because that's the nature of God. The Bible says he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. We're not going to get beaten before the wedding feast of the Lamb. He's going to take us away. You read through Revelation. There are, there, there are seven chapters uh, that talk about the tribulation. The church is not mentioned in any one of those. Why? Because it's not relevant relevant to us at that time because we're already together with him in heaven. There's a way of escape made, but knowing that the world is going to get crazy and we will endure crazy times. Four things. Number one, don't fear. There's no, fear is faith, but it's a negative faith. And so I want to encourage you, don't live in fear. Don't buy things from the shop that somebody who's elderly should buy. And my wife's saying amen because I might have bought a little bit of extra toilet paper a couple of weeks ago. But you've not met my boys. Don't fear. Let's not, let's not worry. Let's not assume the worst. I think we've got to know the one good thing about the city of Adelaide, our troughs are never as bad as some of the other places. Our peaks are never as good as the other places, but right now I'm quite glad because I think good old Adelaide will make it through. There's suburbs in Adelaide that don't even know there's a coronavirus. <laughs> They're still using their rotary phones to call their neighbours and check in with Auntie Mildred. We, we do not need to fear. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Church, listen to me. If you're watching at home by television, I feel like Jimmy Swagger. You're watching at home by television. Glory. If you're watching at home, don't fear. Don't fear. Why? We're the righteousness of God. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, neither their children begging bread. I've got a confident assurance that God is for us. It's going to be a crazy time for a little while. We're not going to be able to gather under this roof, but we can still gather under that name. And that's the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Come on. If you believe it, give the Lord a shout of praise. But keep tithing online. Number two. Number two. Don't fear. Number two, go to church. Well, you just cancelled church. Makes it very difficult. Go to church at home. 
Invite some people over. Get it on your TV. Get it on a computer screen. Hang out with each other 1.5 metres apart. Sterilise the house, but invite people around. Have church together. Let's pray. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, I'll read it to you. You don't need to turn there. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Listen, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, the coming together of church, which is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, listen, and so much more as you see the day approaching. I see the day approaching. The day is coming. Jesus is coming back. So let's do the right thing on this day to be, be ready for that day. And the church need to pull together like never before. Uh, I believe, I really do believe we're going to grow. I think we've had a stack of new names join the church even this week because they wanted to be connected and communicated with. So in, in probably one of the most difficult times I've ever experienced as a pastor, I, I, feel, I feel like this place is growing. I think it's buoyant. I see all of our elderly people that should be home isolating, they're, they're the ones booking in for church. It's, it scares me a little bit. Keep safe, people. But let, let me. I love the fact that our church is robust. I, I love that there's a hunger. Yeah, no, I'm not missing out on what God's going to do, but it's going to happen all across our city. I prophesy. We're growing in Jesus' name. We're taking ground by the power of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because the church is coming together here in Adelaide, here at Christ. We're going to have people watching from all over the world. Welcome to Life Point Church. God's doing something. And if you and I can pull together, keep giving, keep praying, keep connected. Can I ask you a question? Let me ask you a bit of a favour to help us out. You please keep leaning into church as well. Check in with us. The pastors will call you. Call them. Let's text each other. Let's, if you think of somebody, know it's the Holy Spirit bringing them to your attention. No, text somebody, hey, I know I might not see you on Sunday, but I hope you're doing good. Can I give you a call before live stream or after live stream and talk about how good Pastor David's preaching is and, and how much shorter it is and how glad we are. Praise the Lord. Ring each other. Look after each other. Can you do that? Take it on yourselves to be pastors in this. I want to be in the ministry. Now's a good time to join. Help us, help us keep this thing together. Keep giving, keep praying, keep believing God. Keep being the church. At the moment, we can't go to church, but let's be the church. And let me say, I believe Jesus is coming back for a church more powerful than the one that he left anyway. This is gonna be full. We're gonna have a revival. Take that live stream in the name of Jesus. Number, th number three, number three. Man, I feel like running around this place and there's plenty of room. I could run in between everyone, social distancing. Number three, preach the gospel. The Bible says this gospel will be preached and then the end will come. It's on us right now in the most vulnerable time in the world to tell people about Jesus. I'm worried. Let me encourage you. Or can I pray for you? Can I talk to you about Jesus? It's also a time to share silly memes. So. It's also a time to text silly texts. Can I tell you what's getting me through this? It's the Holy Ghost and the stupidity on the internet. <laughs> People making jokes and keep it going. Oh, well, you're minimizing it. No, we're getting through it in the way Aussies get through it. Have a good time and be safe. Be safe. <laughs> Preach the gospel. Number, number four. Daniel, if you can come. And number four, we've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to show that scripturally. Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be witnesses. Before that, he said, they, they said to him, we know you're going to heaven. Will you at this time restore, uh, will you, will you restore the kingdom? Will you, when, when are you coming back? What are you going to do? He said, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father's put in his own authority. This is what he said. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. In other words, his biggest priority, don't worry about 
when the end times are going to happen, don't worry about what date I'm coming back. Your job is to be full of the Holy Ghost. And the church went boom. It exploded. It grew house to house. People were breaking bread. And the, the, the original lang- in the original language, it says from house to house, they puriled and then broke bread. That's not true. But they broke bread from house to house. And the church, God added daily. I'm believing God's going to grow us. Business owners, trust God. Hold on to God. I'm believing that God's going to get us all through in the name of Jesus. And, and so don't fear. Let's keep going to church. Let's be the church. Let's keep preaching to people that Jesus is alive, especially in this time. People are going to say, why aren't you worried? You say, because I've got a God in heaven. The economy might be bad, but He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. His gates are of pearl. His sea is of crystal. His walls are of jasper. His streets are paved with gold. He hasn't had to hock a leg of the great throne to get through. Sorry, we're hocking a leg and this is, we're, we're going to auction off on eBay the Archangel Michael's halo and his harp. It's all, all available. to Let me tell you, heaven's not in recession as it is in heaven. Let it be here on earth. Let's get through this. Let's believe God. Be people of faith. Hold on to God in the name of Jesus. Let's all stand. If you're at home and you can stand, stand. If not, that's fine. But, but right now we're going to come against any challenges and then we're going to pray for people who haven't met Jesus. But if you're here and you're in the room or you're watching at home, I'm, I'm believing God that you're going to keep your jobs. I'm believing God. Let's keep supporting local businesses. Let's keep looking after each other. Buy local milk. Look after the farmers. And let's be kind to one another. But let's pray. And I'm believing God in these times, we're all going to prosper. I'm believing you. When I talk about the church, it's always twofold. It's here and it's you and me. So I'm believing as the church prospers, you prosper. You say, well, how do you think I'm going to prosper during these times? Just remember, you're in covenant with a covenant-keeping God. You're of the seed of Abraham. His blessing rests on you. And we're going to pray. Donna, just come if you wouldn't mind, sweetheart. We're going to pray. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it was an encouragement to you. If you'd like to know more about David and Donna, please visit our website, davidhall.com.au.